0: Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcaster patrons that you support, and I only got one thing on my to-do list. Uh, It's helping put you to sleep, though it probably would be more of a to-goo list, uh, because I have a bit of, you know, because I'm uh, just a little bit gooey. Uh, You know, clean gooey, kind of clean. Goo balls. uh, Anyway, I'm goofing around. Uh, Thanks. What do you see? we get on with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. Going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Whether it's uh, thoughts you're thinking about, uh, feelings, you know, any emotions coming up, or you know, like tendrils of those, uh, you know, left over from the day or from the past to present or future. Uh, Physical sensations, you might be dealing with something. uh, or it could be, it could, be it could be any kind of changes, schedule changes, personal changes, you know the stuff uh, Again, I'm always trying to g- g- make sure you feel included and you know you're welcome here without being too too uh, too descriptive. But whatever's keeping you like at like whatever's keeping you alike uh, what we're all alike with uh, thanks mispronouncing brain. Is, uh, is whatever's keeping you awake. Uh, I'd like to take your mind off of that and keep you company as you drift off. What I propose is uh, have a safe place uh, set aside here. I'm trying to clear it out and space it up and cozy it in and uh, invite you via Rapport. Is there a podcast called The Rapport Report? I, I just, just a question that popped in my brain. Uh, maybe I, I don't know if I can make that cause I'm not exactly good at establishing rapport, but that's what I attempt to do at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, I don't know if I'll come back to that, but, uh, it just it sounds barely interesting. The rapport report, the only podcast, uh, rapport notes, that would be like script notes, but about rapport. Craig and, Craig and John have good rapport. I Rapport. Via the I offer rapport via bore. There we go. Even got a cheaper rhyme in there. But uh, what was he going to say? I'm going to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's sleep, whatever's keeping you awake. I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use these lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones. So creaky and dulcet—two uh, things that don't normally go together. And at first glance, you might say oh, boy, I'm not sure about this podcast. And I'd say, well, give it a few tries, kind of see how it goes. So, um, what I'm going to do is, oh, I already said that Send my voice creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents, confusion. Here's another rhyme I, I don't think I've ever used, a profusion of confusion. That's what this podcast comes with, uh, you see give me give us another round of confusion scoots that'd say it's on the house uh, believe me it always is that was like a, that was a, I, I was thinking, I'm thinking about if I had an album it would be called profusion Perf- of confusion It's says is it like anything like master of puppets and I'd say well uh, I don't know because I, I'm confused uh, there's so many but uh, yeah so profusion of confusion. I'm so confused. I don't even know what I'm talking about, except that my job isn't really to know where I'm going, but to be here with you. That uh, was a, was that a report level rapport level move there from the rapport report? Uh, we have a heavy level. We have a profusion of confusion in Scooch's reporter reporting report reporting on rapport, or the rapport reports. I don't know if you could tell, but I had my hand to my ear like I was a radio reporter on location. Imag- you know, imaginary ones. That's what imaginary ones do. So, oh, so if you're new, this podcast is a little bit different. If you probably figured that out already, and this is a, you don't when you first listen. Right, I shouldn't have done it. I apologize for that? Uh, kind of see how it goes. Listen to the podcast gently or loosely or barely pay attention because I'm barely going to make any sense. And it's okay if it doesn't work for you, but give it a few tries at first because yeah, it's not for everybody. I can see it in the you know I can see it when I when I hear from people that you that don't enjoy the podcast. It's like, "Oh, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, I don't like it." But kind of see if you say, "Well, I don't need you don't need to like it or not like it at all. What if you were kind of like, "Eh, that's what most listeners, they say, old, old scoots, don't pay him any mind. You know who says that? The Nana that lives in my brain. My my internal, you know, do, do you have an internal Nana? If you don't, don't, trust me, kids, don't, don't get one. You don't need to go out and get one if you don't have one already. You see, this is one of those things you don't need FOMO of. You see, what's the opposite of FOMO? A total sense of relief, uh, that I don't have an internal nana like Scoots does. Just I'm just kidding, Nana, not really. But uh, she has selective hearing. She only hears me when she says she, you know, she wants to point out some uh, you know, places where I'm not measuring up. Please don't point down there, Nana. Not in front of the podcast listeners. Anyway, so where was I? Oh, don't really pay me any mind. You don't need to listen to me if you're new. I'm just here to take your mind off of stuff and meander around, uh, to keep you company as you drift off. Uh, so no need to listen. Here's a weird thing though. No, no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here for about an hour to keep you company as you drift off. So you fall asleep, uh, you know, kind of, you don't, you like, hopefully you're just listening along and you're saying, I, I guess it is good. I don't have an, you know, I have a lot of internal things going on, but I don't have any internal Nana. Thank goodness. Or if you do have an internal Nana, now you say, well, but well, now I feel a little bit less alone, Scoots. Thanks. Uh, and it's would say, yeah, it was one thing. Oh, there's some part of my brain just said, oh, that's one of the things that unites a lot of humanity. I never knew it, it was called an internal Nana. And you say, you know what? You know what a positive way to treat your internal Nana? Put a shawl around her. It really, it's, it, this is an internal Nana empowerment moment, uh, Report. This is a rapport. Report. We're here live with Scooter, trying to reestablish rapport with his internal Nana, and Scooter's just invented a new move. Uh, he hasn't thought of a fancy name for it, but it's uh, putting a shawl on your internal Nana. And he's going there. You go, Nana. Uh, isn't that nice? Yeah, isn't that nice? Yes, yeah, nice and cozy. It's a very nice shawl you have too. Okay, tuck it in there. No problem. Okay, I'll come back and adjust it whenever you want. I just got to get back to these new listeners. You know what, Nana? Even though I just walked away, part of me wants to say, my, what a lovely shawl you have. Well, I'm glad I put a smile. That's the first smile I've ever seen on the face of my internal Nana. So this actually worked. I just shawled her. Can you use shawl as a verb? Because I just did, and I think you could. You say, this could be a book. It would be a sh- maybe more of a pamphlet. You're right. Uh, shawled. The way I can't just do, that's what we'll say. That's what I'll say at the end of the episode of the rapport report report. Uh, I'll say that was shawled, man. I just shawled my Nana. And they'd say, well, that doesn't sit. And they say, no, it's placing a shawl gently on her shoulders and then complimenting her on it. It's a very positive thing. It was probably one of the pivotal moments in my life. So that's uh, my mo- my uh, shawling of my nana. The shawling of my nana. That sounds like a chapter. In a, uh, but but anyway, so where was I? Oh, you don't need to listen to me. No pressure to fall asleep. I'm here to keep you company as you drift off. No pressure to like a podcast. But I do make this show because I truly believe you deserve a good night's sleep. That's why I'm here. Is to help, and now a couple other things. If you're new, structurally, what to expect? Here's the structure of the podcast, which is a little late. You're right, eight, nine, ten minutes in, uh, but you did just get to be a part of a live imaginary shawling, and I mean, holy cow! I, I'm not even kidding. Webster's and uh, what is that other one called? Uh, the dictionary dictionary companies are on hold now. One of them just said, stop the whole, stop the presses. We've got a new, don't print the next unabridged dictionary until you add verb, verbiage to shawl in the unabridged dictionary. Oh, now they're saying they don't have the budget to do that. Uh, It's it's fine. And then they said, we just Googled it in another dictionary and uh, it said, well, I don't want to know about it then. Oh, where was I? So structurally what to expect. Structure the show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we're able to keep the podcast free for everybody and not behind a pesky paywall. Uh, Then we have uh, intro, which intros are on 12 to 15 minutes of me rambling and trying to explain what the podcast is, then going off topic and talking about stuff like my lovely internal Nana with her beautiful shawl. And, uh, you know, d- d- complimenting her. And then there's a lot of people will listen to the intro. If you're new and you might say, when are you going to get to the point And the regular listeners are chuckling? Cause you say, well, that's kind of the point is I-, I don't get to the point very quickly. And so the intro is—it's uh, a wind down. It allows you to get ready for bed, to ease you into bedtime, maybe to fall asleep. Maybe you could skip it at once you start becoming a regular listener. Uh, you can kind of see how it goes, but it's kind of made to help you—you you start it maybe before you get in bed, at, you know, and you're getting ready for bed, part of your bedtime routine. Uh, but you don't have to listen, but pretty much like a lot of feedback I get from regular listeners is that the, the, the intro is an important part of the show, or they like to skip it and just listen to the stories. But there's no wrong way to listen. Uh, so there's an the intro, then there's some business between the intro and the show. That's how podcast structure works. It's just like a preferred spot for the sport to be there. And then uh, then there's an episode. Tonight, it'll be another adventure of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. And that's an a episodic uh, series, so I'll fill you in on all the details. If you've never heard it before, you don't need to—I'll You, you I'll catch you up. Don't worry if this is your first time. You haven't missed it. Believe me, you haven't missed anything. Uh, yeah, If you have, you probably slept through it, so— so this is, so that's the series. Then the show ends with some thank yous and good nights. So that's a structure show. And here's the thing. When I say I'm glad you're here, I mean it. I, I've been there tossing and turning in the deep, dark night. Uh, not only do I believe you deserve a good night's sleep, I desire it. Uh, because I know you, then you could live your life. You could you'd be out there flourishing in the world. The world and, and your family and the people in your life, they, you know, they need you. And, and you deserve it. Uh, so, if the podcast can help you, it's my honor. I do work very hard, and I yearn and I strive to help you falsely, but I also really appreciate you coming by and checking the show out. And here's a couple of ways we're able to keep this podcast free for everybody. All right, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of our episodically modular series, The Adventures of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. And uh, now, if this is your first episode, don't worry. Or if you said, "Well, Scoots, it says it's episode eight, uh, but I only listened to episode two. oh, don't worry, I'll catch you right up. You're in a safe place, remember? Even when it comes, even when it comes to serial, like non barely serialized stories, uh, let me put your serialized, easy concerns at ease, because uh, that's my job. So I'm going to give you all the information you need to know. The Adventures of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm like, features two main characters, uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, as well as a third character, their mule Ada, uh, who also serves as the narrator for the story. Thank you, Ada, because you're doing the heavy, not only are you doing the heavy lifting, you're doing the heavy lifting, Uh, you know, you're doing it all. Uh, but this story is uh, so. Doctor Triangle and Isosceles are, are heroic figures, uh, the ma- main characters. mainly, that's their. Uh, well, let me tell you about the world they live in, because uh, so they live in a they're, they're, they live in a world without math. Uh, a world once pretty much like ours. Uh, not that long ago, uh, their world probably was. They probably could have lived in our world. Uh, it was the same. Uh, But then at first, I don't know if I've covered this, you know, anti-math sentiment started to grow. And also, probably at the same time, maybe less, obviously, people's belief in math started to wane, their appreciation of it. And as that happened, you know, sometimes we think stuff, you know, most of the time we just think, oh, it's just our human, you know, we're just humans being human, disregarding math. But oh, no, because this is a story there was another ominous force at work, uh, a goddess named Discordia uh, who had come to Earth uh, or was expressing her, you know, goddess-like influence over Earth to rid the world of mass, uh, probably to cause some, something like Discordia. And she was successful, not successful in ridding 100% of the world from 100% of the mass, because obviously that would take, you know, I didn't even mean to pun that, but it'd be like, that's a lot of math. Uh, But what she did do is is significantly set back uh, technology and all that stuff uh, because a lot of that relies on math. Our our way of life was significantly changed. And you could compare life at the current stage here uh, to the Middle Ages. Uh, You know, uh, they didn't have wagons in the Middle Ages, something some part of my brain just told me. In a fictional Middle Ages, you know, wagons, Wells, the, oh, we need. Okay, well, this is so that's the world. Once was you, this does take place in what once was the United States of America. Uh, now, a collection of hold fast city states, affiliated areas, and, and things. Uh, and so that's the world. Oh boy, i I'm not talk about sleepy. Uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles in that world were performers. They were traveling performers. Uh, they made parody plays about math. Uh, and, you know, they're particularly uh, making light of people who loved math. And they kind of made a career capitalizing on anti math sentiment, uh, though they may have not been truly believers in anti math. Uh, uh, they did spend a lot of time making fun of math. That's why they have those names, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. Uh, but then they met a, They met another goddess. Another goddess, of course, uh, wanted to keep the world in balance, uh, had a soft spot for math. Sashat, she needed two heroic figures. Uh, we, we, you know, Let's not question Sashat's judgment because she is a goddess, Uh, but she chose Dr. Triangle and Isosceles uh, to uh, restore math principles uh, wherever they could uh, to the world. And so um, episodically, or uh, what is that other one called? Uh, Procedurally, what Dr. Triangle and Isosceles do is they go to an area, they observe the area, they try to figure out what principle of math is missing, and they try to restore that principle. Because usually it's a principle... Uh, that gets in the way of people living their lives or progressing. Uh, you know, they say, well, you know, you know they say, well, dude, let's get some of this. W- w- at some point, we got to get screen time back. Holy mackerel. Am I right? If any kids are listening, they're saying right for sure. So Dr. Triangle and Isosceles are, are traveling what was former former United States. A lot of time they're spending in the Midwest. um or the far, you know, West, uh, trying to restore mass. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, two traveling performers trying to save mass one town at a time, even though they don't call them towns anymore, maybe, uh, in a world without mass. Uh, that was, and also we have a Hollywood a celebrity, a, a man who just had a film fest, uh, and who, holy, handsome, uh, I saw a picture of you. I mean, you, you're 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 uh, you're handsome now, but this was a picture of you yo- when you were younger. Different kind of handsome. And uh, congratulations! Uh, ready to, to introduce our show is uh, Mister Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you, uh, thank you, Scooter. It's a very kind. As uh, the ladies, as the gentlemen, as the boys, as the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time. In a world without math, two heroes, or heroic figures, uh, thank you, Scooter, two heroic figures uh, stand for, must stand for math, one town at a time. Welcome to the adventures of Dr. Triangle and I Isosceles. Wow. That was, uh, whatever the positive version of the H-U-A-N-T-I-N-G-ing, that was, holy cow, that's Mr. Antonio Banderas, who's going to be laying in my bed. You could actually, believe it or not, I have a little present for you, Antonio, uh, I have a game of color coup or color cue, whatever it is set up for you to play, uh, while you listen to me record the podcast, uh. It's long. Oh, I didn't think about this, though, because it is just like uh, maybe you should just mentally play it, though, because moving the wooden pieces might make a clicking. Uh, So maybe just maybe it's just for you to contemplate or I guess you could play. You could see how silent you could be. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Antonio Banderas. uh, This is uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, The Adventures of. Uh, Thanks, Scooter. This is uh, Ada here, your uh, trusty narrator and, uh, you know, beast of burden. And uh, my burden uh, doesn't feel so heavy, but it feels important, and that's telling you about uh, what's happening. I don't know when you last uh, heard from us, but we were swept away uh, by Isosceles' sister, and in, in a mystery, we were unaware that we were being, where we were going and where we were swept away to. And it was a long but comfortable journey. We did like, uh, so no worries there. Plenty, holy cow, they love mules. These, uh, they know how to treat a mule. I could tell you that. Uh, so Ada had plenty of water and, uh, you know, room to roam. And I knew where we were going because we crossed a vast desert. Uh, what some would call a land of waste, but really it's not, if you know anything about the desert biome. But to the human eye, uh, but a land without a lot of water, without a lot of food. Uh, we traveled across that land to a desert oasis, a town, a town that doesn't really exist in your world, a confluence of places, uh, a giant underground aquifer. Uh, but way out in the middle of the desert, uh, way way out, uh, an aquifer, or aquifer, excuse me, uh, Ada's mispronouncing words, uh, an aquifer that could uh, have refreshing water for the people in the area, uh, for for the animals that lived in the small groves of uh, uh, bushes and trees, uh, that they could come to to, 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 to you know drink water. And continue the circle of life with them and the humans in the town. As the humans had learned to manage that, and enough for a small amount of crops to sustain a small uh, town. Uh, this was an oasis uh, with a village nearby. A pretty nice place uh, compared to, to the land uh, surrounding it. And that's where our two heroes have uh, woken up and they've been, you know, strolling in the town, taking it in. In getting a lay of the land. I'll turn it over to uh. We they're, they're, they're strolling. Uh, okay, so I guess this is pretty nice. The, the They seem to have uh, I mean, as long as they keep things in balance they don't overdo it. The people here, this is like a desert paradise. Uh, they, they have uh, everything. This is really, really a great place. Right, but, uh, like, I don't—so my sister just left us here? No, 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 are you going to open the letter she left? I mean, you don't have to read it near me. I'm sure the letter explains everything, Uh, but I'd love to hear it if if you would read it. Well, I'm just trying to figure out. So she brought us here, and then she left. I mean, we've been asking— and everyone's really nice here. You're right about that. I think it's just uh, because they, it's almost like fresh water. I don't know. this You're right. It is a pretty, a pretty nice place, and everybody seems really relaxed. Uh, everyone here, though, looks like they're hard workers. Uh, I don't know if that's just me, but like, uh, taking a guess. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's your subconscious. But can you open Okay, so this is a letter from my sister to me. It says isosceles on the cover, but uh, on the envelope, but, but you know, I guess it's kind of a joke. Okay, do you want to read it word for word? What do you do? You really think so? Let me see. Uh, blankety blank. Uh, can't believe uh, you'd align yourself. Uh, so funny to see you as a uh attempting to help lead a charismatic movement. Uh surprised you are not the one in the lead. You might not understand how the this can't get a lot of stuff about me not getting it, uh, uh not understanding what the forces force is really at work and good versus not good. Uh, it may have chosen the wrong side of math, uh, but you know, I could be, so she's basically, she's places here for safekeeping, uh, because, uh, sounds like she's going to go out there and save math. Uh, I don't know if she's working for, it doesn't say anything about Sashad in here though. Wait, where does it say that? I don't see anything about, uh, say, she says, I'm going to make things right, uh, don't bother trying to find me. You you won't be able to get out of the oasis. P.S. Why would you want to? Oh, I see. There she called us a couple of babies. Yeah, that's not a That's not like it when that podcaster calls each other a sweet baby. It's not like that. It's uh, it's not a, a compliment. Okay, well. I mean, the one thing we have to go on is that uh, people said she had a wagon, a camel, okay, wagon pulled by camels, and that she headed out that direction. We've been walking to the end of the town. I mean, we might as well just keep following the, the camel tracks, at least for a little while, and see where they go. Yeah, we should have brought some water, though. Well, I'm not thinking we'll follow them all the way. Let's just follow them for, for a distance. Yeah. Uh, we keep all right. We're not going to walk too far out of town. I can't believe. I wonder what was here before, though, because uh, it's interesting to be out here in the desert with the swirling winds and the heat. Uh, and they live underground, and those are concrete. Uh, I, I, I mean, I wish I knew about this place. I would have just, uh, if I could figure out how to get all of my entertainment and uh, uh, adult beverages out here. I could live out here, but I'd probably have to share everything. Instead of living, you know, if I was going to live by myself. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, uh, I don't know, there's, like, old train engines uh, all lining the edges of town. And these uh, camel tracks keep going here, heading out towards the edge. Uh, But, yeah, I don't know what was here first. I mean, I think it's cool that they live in those concrete, uh, I mean, they don't seem to like it that much. But I guess, you know, you stay cool below the earth. And, you know, then they have the tents on top uh, for whatever the daytime. or blah. I mean, you think who was out here, like back when it was the United States, you think that it was like a, some sort of. I don't know. It seems to have just served some purpose. I mean, I cannot remember. I mean, maybe I wasn't aware of a giant desert aquifer. Uh, but but it would seem like there would have been more development around here, you know, that would, like, uh, so it must have been sort of privatized or, because or, otherwise it would be houses in, at least the remains of a golf course, unless it's all under the sand here. Uh, speaking of under the sand, the, the camel tracks stop right up here. What do you mean they stop right up here? They stop. There's the end of the... They just stopped. There's no more tracks after this. I mean, that's strange, because the dust is filling in, but it's not a... It it wouldn't have filled in that side. It's like they just disappear. Well, do you think she got picked up by, like, a plane or something? I I doubt it, uh, because I haven't seen any planes uh, in, like, 25 years. At least, uh, or give or take, uh, I can't remember the last time I saw a plane or anything flying. What about like, remember that uh, Lord of the Rings? Uh, what about like a big bird? Okay, have you seen anyone fly I mean, I'm not trying. Have you seen anyone flying? And in- it could, I mean, it's bo- it's possible. Uh, but I kind of think it's uh, it's hot though. It's hot out here. What's this under the sand, though? There's uh, well, there's train tracks. That's what all these paths are. Oh, so there's a train track leading into town, just buried under the sand, and leading out of town. Yeah, we. I mean, we could try to brush off the sand off the train tracks. What do you think of? Because we could we build our own train, like one of those cartoon push up and down train cars. I mean, we could. I don't know. I mean, we could probably see what we could put together. It just, it, yeah, we could see that. I mean, I don't know. Why wouldn't we just stay in this? Uh, why? What's the hurry getting out here if your sister said she's going to take care of stuff and we have everything we need here and she said to stay here and she seems like an actual, like, leader. I mean, she had all those people with her. Logistically, she has a team. Maybe Sashad already knows about it. Uh, I mean, I do, do, do. She even though she didn't mention Sashad, so I don't know if she has like her own charms. I mean, I am not too wor- I'm just worried about like if she got out of here, we should get out of here. What was it? You were like, uh, didn't you have some conversations with people? Yeah. Every time I asked. Uh, how far? How far is the desert? They said too far to walk. And then I said, How far was Ada and a wagon? And they said, You'll never bring enough. You'll never be able to carry enough water for the three of you. And I said, Well, how far is it? How much water would we need? And everyone said, No idea. Even though they have those like tel- they have those t- towers with telescopes. I don't know. Maybe that's for watching the stars. Yeah, but my sister made it out of here, so we just got to figure out. I mean, there's a lot of camel tracks. Uh, excuse, excuse me, did you see a wagon drawn by camels? Uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt you. This is, uh, I'm I I'm, uh, Yeah, new to town for sure. No, I haven't. So you swim in the aqu- you can swim in the aquifer. Oh, because it's so deep, and the water's churning up from the spring below, or something. Oh, you boil your water. Well, you yeah, hadn't thought about swimming in the aquifer. Thanks uh, for letting me know because I had cupped my hands and drank out of it. No, seeing saying, did you see a bunch of camels dri- pulling away? Oh, you did? A lot of camels. How many camels uh, were pulling the wagon? No idea. Was it like one, two? How, much, how many people? You don't know. Okay. Well, d- okay. I'll see you later. Thank you. Okay, well, they don't seem to. Um, we're getting like they don't seem to care, but we're gonna get out of here. We'll I, I, I'll work on like what we could do is uh, if we just load up if we make one of those train. I mean, there's enough train parts. This must be some old, old abandoned train depot or something. We we could make a working train. I don't know if we have time to do that, but we could do one of the ones where you're pumping the train. And we could have ADA pulling at times. So then we take breaks and we have, we'll we just bring wa- enough water to cover that. Or we could have like ADA following with pulling the water. Yeah, but we don't even know how far out of time. Like, we don't know if it's one day or five days. Or well, we could estimate that uh with what data, like, uh, How, how, we don't, I don't even have any idea how, how to measure how fast we'd be going. And then we'd have to figure out how much water. You know what I mean? You, you, I don't think you're being reasonable, uh, isosceles. Oh, so you're just going to give, so that's it. You got what you wanted. Like, we're just going to stay here. I guess it worked out great for you, huh, triangle? Well, no, for both of us. Your sister didn't say she'll never be back. She just kind of, uh, it was diminutive uh, and didn't realize that we were also trying to be heroic. But she sounds like heroic, you know what I mean. And uh, so why don't we just wait and see? I thought you like I thought you had a more analytical mind, but don't worry about it. I'll work on. Uh, uh, I'm gonna work on getting out of here. You just do it. Why don't you just go? Live? Why don't you go swim in the aquifer? Go take a swim in an aquifer. That's what I meant to say. Okay, well, I'm just going to take a, a walk, uh, and uh, I'll see you later as I walk. Now, the thing I didn't tell made— uh, Thanks for walking to my side, by the way. Ooh, that was—I uh, I mean, I do—what do you think? Would you stay here? I mean, there's plenty of water. Can I, did you just shrug? The thing I wasn't telling Isosceles was there's also a letter from me from his sister, and— I sense that uh, the frustration. But if we wait here, it's not just selfishness. So it's driven by that. It is that we have the charms, and if we try to leave without with the charms, and we we uh, if we only leave halfway, then the charms will be in the desert somewhere. I'm gonna take a, a we go up at this telescope thing and look around though. Maybe. I don't know why I didn't think of it, maybe I could, okay, climbing up. Don't worry, Ada, I'll talk loud enough for you to hear me down there. Now open up this letter. Oh, dear Dr. Triangle, take care of my brother. I'm confident that you and he in your stubbornness and selfishness will find a way out of town. More important than that is to keep the water. Oh, keep the water safe until my return. Watch out for Discordian forces through the telescope. Uh, Sure, my brother's pacing back and forth, uh, wanting to leave now. But there's some force at work here. We're only able to cross. uh by two ways uh, by two means uh, her handwritings messy uh we come with a set number of camels and a set number of tanks uh, that we just fill up uh for some reason due to discordian power we're, we we're without we're unable to figure any of that out when we're here and by figuring it out, I don't, even now I'm getting confused, but uh, basically how much water and how many camels we need to get out. Uh, but we also don't cross by land. If you keep looking uh, where our tracks uh, disappear, you'll be able to figure it out. But don't just head out there, you'll have to figure out some way. You'll have to get some things working, and you'll need the town's help, uh, and the town will need your help. Uh, Okay. Okay. Sorry, I was just reading and thinking. Uh, I looked through the telescopes. There's nothing in any direction. It it can just see some green, but it's really far away, and uh, I don't even know if it's uh, so probably too far to walk to, you yeah, know, off to that direction. I don't know if that's north, south, east, or west, Ada. So, oh, sorry, you're looking at me expectantly. For, you know, you really are the best mule. Uh, you're a mule, right? I'm just kidding, I mean, So this letter from uh, Isosceles' sister says, uh, basically, there's some mystery in this town, something to do with the water. And the townspeople's help, uh, I think it has to do with all these train engines, and all these steam. But I'm going to go get isosceles. We're going to go to the edge of town. And uh, why don't you go get some water? Don't swim in that. Don't do, do, keep the pee out of the pool. You know what I mean, Ada? And I'll see you in a bit. Hey, this is Ada here. So Dr. Triangle and isosceles eventually got to the edge of town, and they started digging at the edge of the camel tracks, and they found a giant platform that sprung up and led underground to a huge, huge tunnel full of uh, pipes, uh, a tunnel that kind of felt humid, and on one end it had a giant one of those giant doors you kind of see under the water with the spinny thing, and they knocked on it and it it was sweaty with water. And Dr. Triangle said, this is some sort of uh, underground aqueduct. It's uh, closed off right now. And then they saw that the, the camel tracks uh, uh, joined up with a train track underground at the bottom of this aquifer or whatever and headed off uh, in a distance uh, uh, but there was a, like a, like a, not a note, but a sign written on a rock that said, don't follow without power. And then we started to notice, uh, that, uh, the water uh, the giant door with the water had the pipes coming off to it, some for water and some, uh, that were hollow and, uh, and then Dr. Triangle and Isosceles started to figure out that, uh, the trains in town, the engines, yeah, they were all interconnected, uh, the, the steam, the, st- they weren't really train engines, uh, necessarily anymore. They were, you know, creators of steam. And in then instead of the steam uh, driving uh, the wheels uh, to drive the trains forward, most of them went into these pipes, uh went into another, uh, underground area, uh, separate, but close to the aquifer. And we started asking around town and, and eventually realized that most of the people here at one point in their lives or another, uh, anyone that had been around, uh, before the end of math, uh, they were experts in steam and trains, but they didn't care anymore. The more we asked, uh, they said, Oh, don't bother. We asked, Well, how have you ever gotten any of these working? Uh, no. Where do these go? We don't know. Why bother? was the main answer. We have everything we need here. And then we found great stores of coal underneath the earth, a uh, huge, uh, you know, huge development underground. Yeah, very, very, very well made and built to, to last uh, centuries, probably. And other steam, we found a lot of steam, a lot of steam engines. We started to realize that uh, not only were the steam, they were uh, not only to, to, to drive and pump water, uh, but to provide steam heading out of town. Uh, to, to, we found even a small train uh, that we could use if we could get it going to put on the tracks and, and head out of town like a two-person train. Things don't get publicized like that. And in another underground area, we even found what could only be described as great, great uh, boilers uh, uh, for concentrating steam somewhere. Even solar boilers, a lot of technology uh, we found. But the point was no one cared, and Dr. Triangle and Isosceles don't know. when you know They started trying to tinker in steam, and it didn't seem fruitful. So they started begging the town, uh, for help, but no, no one cared again. And, uh, Dr. Triangle was uh, going up and checking around, uh, every day with the sco- telescopes, uh, since that's what the letter said. And then one day Dr. Triangle came down and, uh, asked if anybody had been to the one green patch far, far away, but, you know, be able to see through the telescope, uh, this is a big telescope, by the way. I said there's an army gathering there, just flying the flag of Discordia, or, you know, random tattered flags that, you know, are discordant. Uh, which leads me, you know, they have a Plaid and play, a Paisley flag uh, with neons and browns uh, and uh, pea greens. So that's got to be, that's a Discordian flag if I ever heard of one. And they're gathering there on that green thing. You can see the campfires, uh, you know, at night. And uh, still the people in town didn't care. uh, And they said, of course they'd want to get this uh, uh, for Discordia. Water, uh, steam stuff, who, who knows what else. Is, uh, you know, they're going to come, but still everybody kind of just lied around town lackadaisically. And so, uh, uh, we'll, we'll do, let's go to this brainstorming session. Uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles are actually trying to brainstorm. Okay, let, let me cut to them. Uh, you know, Dr. Triangle, I was wrong. You're right. We give like, uh, I don't know how we're going to get these people motivated, but I think it needs to be through the theater. Well, I mean, nothing else has motivated them. But what do you think about what theater are you talking about? Steam, steampunk stuff. Uh, what if we show them how good their life, like a world of steam. Remember Steampipe, Steampipe Alley? Yeah, that didn't have to do with being a steampunk. That was a TV show for kids. Yeah, Mario Cantone. What if we took that uh, and made it? Took it and mashed it up with steampunk into a play, uh, like a Victorian London uh, meets uh, the Middle Ages or something. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, so just do a play about how great it is to be a steampunk. Is what you're saying? Yeah, maybe. Like, like make a me ste- the old. Uh, i could do it i could play the steampunk uh steampunk without a without a puff or something a little rebel without a cause okay so you're saying glamour glamorize being a steampunk in a connoisseur of uh uh steampunk lifestyle yeah i'll do a play about that uh i'll really ham it up uh but also just like my sister did, you know, just make it seem impossible for these people to obtain. But maybe that's what that's, where those things are going too. You know, one other thing I noticed was that the town's defenses are, uh, like the town has a defensive system. It's all steam-based. What do you mean? Like a lot of the pipes going for, 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 from a couple of the train engines, uh, they go to things to shoot high powered water jets. Uh, uh, there's a couple steam launch uh, trebuchets. And uh, uh, like a bunch of things to propel things. Uh, that would definitely outmatch, uh, probably outmatch uh, Discordia. Okay. So this isn't a problem of math, it's a problem of motivation. I'll just do a great steampunk pre- present presentation great show you know kind of blow everybody's mind okay so what are you going to do like a music because like, we've used the music you know the, that one trouble in river city we i think we've done that twice already okay so we won't do that i think rebel without a rebel without a steam i don't know a Victor, uh, what about a, a steampunk in Victorian London? That's how all, that's the name of those one of those books. What about a Victorian steampunk in a vi- desert oasis? Okay, tell me more. A l- l- holy blue sky. What if? You, okay, so you dress as a steampunk. You're cool. You play however you want. Uh, Dean Brando. Uh, who who is it? Triple Goss, A Gosling? Uh, I don't know. However you want to go. Okay. Uh, I was thinking. Um, I was thinking more of uh, of uh, Aquafina Field. But go ahead anyway. Okay. So p- p- play like that, and then you've arrived here. This is you know this has happened before, and then you say, "Where's a." Uh, where is my you, you point out all of the deficiencies so you might have to it might have to be like a a walking real life play where you don't break character for days and you just keep incessantly pointing out all the things that are all the modern conveniences of Victorian steam that are missing from the town keep planting those seeds also I'll keep pointing out that uh, we could easily uh, keep the discordians at bay but I mean, so it's kind of like they have everything they want, but they could have more. That might just motivate them, and just keep go ahead, like be like, oh, how do you, you know, oh, what, you know, how how do you uh, blow cool air? Your air is cool down here, but it doesn't move, so stuffy. uh it'd do anything for a Victorian steam fan, uh, and they'd say, well, we don't want, you know, whatever. That's how they all talk around here. Well. Why don't you just go for a walk? Oh well, you have a steam engine here. It's just too bad. Uh, oh, you know, you okay? I got it. I can do that. Okay, great. Uh, why don't you get 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 go get work on your wardrobe, and uh, I'll keep an eye on the edge of town. Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody, Ada's here. I'm hey, Ada. You know, I'm back uh, to talk to you once again. And so uh, Isosceles did uh, become a Victorian uh, steampunk in Oasis Town and made the play, uh, and like some great art, uh, was both an inspirant and an irritant at the same time. And people in the town did start to tinker at the steam engines, especially the people... Whose nostalgia was reawakened by having, they said, Well, I don't understand how you'd make toast with steam. Uh, uh, philobotomo or whatever, I forgot what name Dr. Triangles or Isosceles has been going by. Because you have to tune it out. Because for me, it's not an inspirant. Uh, but they said, Well, this is how you make a toast with steam. Uh, but, the you know, the idea of uh, having things even better than a perfect desert oasis uh, it started to get on people. And then some people that were more family-oriented or community-oriented started to think about, uh, as uh, Isosius pointed out, the defenses of the town. Uh, well, why wouldn't we put these to use uh, so easy if it was steam-powered? And we ha we have everything, and soon uh, hubbub started to grow in town, and people started to ask, well, I don't know how to, you know, b- b- ratchet these bolts, uh, and people started to work and tinker and refurbish and polish and oil and grease and tighten and you know hammer and all those things. Uh, it was a flurry of activity. And there was actually people that were qualified to O-O-O-O supervise. Uh, and so they were saying, okay, well, we're going to start our first uh, soft test launch on this day. And finally the day came uh, when they would do their first small boil, they called it, their first steam. And the more activity a ta- in the town, the more activity there was out to at the edge of the desert and isosceles and dr triangle were even watching but the desert didn't seem discordia's team didn't seem to be able to manage crossing the desert to them either and so a whole back and forth when uh and then it was time for the first steam and everyone gathered it didn't go well i mean i'll just be honest with you since i'm the narrator uh uh, they were unable to 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 get to wrap their minds around it. To put, despite everyone being there, despite everyone working together, uh, the right balance of uh, coal, heat, and water, and even for something simple and a simpler steam engine, uh, they just weren't able to do it. You know, they could uh, boil water. Uh, but they couldn't boil water in the right balance. Uh, It was either too much water, too little water, too much steam, too little steam, too much coal, too much wood, or not enough. uh, You know, to even do basic tasks. Uh, And then the idea of storing the steam and then releasing it. uh, And everyone became very, very... uh, unhappy in, uh, you know, F-R-U-S-T-R-A-T-E-D. And so they like, uh, Dr. Triangle and assles. the rest of the town was, uh, hung their heads, uh, but they looked at one another and, uh, okay, so uh, don't worry everybody. Uh, we're going to work on this uh, for the love of steam. You know, that was the catch line for my, uh, character. And that's what we're doing, so trying to walk with me. This is not a motivation problem, it's a math problem. Yeah, it's a math problem. Okay, so what if we, so we'll just restore the math, uh, and we'll be all set. Um, Well, I've been thinking about that, because I realized it was a math problem a while ago, but I was hoping it was, in fact, I I didn't realize the breadth of its impact What do you mean you realized it was a math problem a while ago? Well, I thought it was traversing the desert and distance that was the math problem. Uh, But it it is that uh, overlay done, uh, what we need to calculate. It's hard for me to process without the actual principle. But so, yeah, it's a math principle that's missing. And with the math principle, we'll be able to restore steam to the sound And we'll be able to get out of here. Right. But uh, so that's what's keeping Discordia's uh, people at bay. Uh, But that's what's keeping Discordia's people at bay. No, they're just waiting for something. Or maybe they think we have steam and can hold them off. Nah, at this point, they have sheer numbers. Uh, So I don't think... So as soon as we solve the math, that, that uh, they'll just come and take the water in the town. And even if we get out of here, then they'll control the steam in the water. Okay, well, uh, we could get everybody out of the town, I guess, with us. Now, you're, so you so I didn't tell you this, but my sister sent, your sister sent me a letter too. And she said, and I would have probably suspected it anyway, that, uh, This isn't some simple aquifer. There's there's some sort of, uh, this is here for some kind of reason. I mean, even if it's just to restore water to nearby cities and power cities with steam. uh, But I got to think that Discordia is not gathered for me and you, which, uh, uh, oh, that's what I thought. Yeah, I thought they were going to come get us. Uh, No, they're here to get the town in the water. And they probably even knew what we were doing, and now they've put us in this dilemma. Okay, uh, so what do we do? I think I think you're wrong, though. I'll be honest. Uh, I think this town. Uh, I think there's enough to remember that movie on the road or whatever, with that they were able to hold 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 the town. That wasn't the name of that movie, but. Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, if we restore the steam I and mean, we'd have to have everybody ready. Okay. But you know, the math principle, I mean, I'm pretty sure it, I'm pretty sure it's a conversion thing, uh, cause it's like trying to watch, cause if you try to watch some of those, uh, the gauges, uh, no, I've been confused. Okay, here's a question for you. What if we go get that mini-steam engine? Actually, everybody went back home. So, look, it's uh, just sitting there in the middle of the town by itself. Uh, there's even a warm fire. What if we restore the mass principle here? And we don't do then it. Then maybe it buys us enough time uh, uh, to, uh, the disc- like to get ready for discordia either way. Or we just don't tell Discordia. Huh, that's an interesting idea because they have been testing the... uh, Okay, like so we could restore the principle without them knowing about it if we don't do it, obviously. Okay, okay, I'm going to get the steam engine ready. You restore the math. Uh, Do you have a charm in mind? Uh, Yeah, I have one that looks like a tea kettle. What do you have? I have one that looks like a bit of a furnace. Okay. Uh, okay, Discord, uh, Shashat, we call upon you uh, to, to, to restore uh, the principle of ratio rates and conversion. Oh, wait a second. You, we already asked. It's too late. Because we already convert. We, we, we did that in another town. Doesn't mean it can't be missing in two places. I, ratio rates and conversions, Shashat, I already asked. Uh, yeah, that's not good. We could okay, so what do you think? Yeah, uh, you know, that giant train over there. It's turning into a giant steam woman. It's a steam gal, I think that's what it says on the. the that's the name of the train. Oh boy. Uh, she has a top hat. Uh, she's got to be like 30 feet high. Yeah, What, what is she doing? Well, she's just standing over us. I think she's building up steam. Okay, so at least we have some time. What are we going to do now? Well, here's the thing. They're going to be able to see that probably out there. So that's not good. Also, we have a giant... uh, I think she's more like 70 feet tall. Steam woman. Steam gal. And once she builds up enough steam, uh, then... Like, luckily, she didn't come pre-stoked because, uh... But she'll probably... Either way, that we're in trouble and the town's in trouble and we don't really have a way to get out of here still. Okay. Oh, she's looking at... Uh, Hi, Steam Gale. Uh, uh, I think she just made a choo-choo... Tried to make a choo-choo sound, but she doesn't have enough steam. Okay, here's an idea. Because you did such a good job as, uh... With that Victorian play, uh, what if you do a play for Steam Gal? I figured out the principle, so I knew it was one of two math principles. So I know what the math principle is. I'm not going to mention it right now. But what if you do a play with Steam Gal? See, everybody in the town's coming to gather, like talking about how these are all other steam-based beings. These we're all steam caretakers, caretakers of the steam. And who knows what this is great if we get all the steam running in this town what'll even do uh, other than help distribute this it seems like endless aquifer to other places that might need water uh, but like uh, teach what if you do a play? Well steam girls g- gal's getting her the uh, thing built up uh, you know kind of it's like she just came into this world. Maybe that's one of these things with these b- bosses we've been dealing with. Uh, since she's not instantly against us, you win her over. Uh, then, win her over. Show how much... You, I know I realize you're going to object, so I'm going to finish what I'm saying. Is uh, Win her over. Show her how we care and tinker for steam. Then... Uh, and how we we, we got to defend ourselves against uh, takers of the steam make sure to put that in the performance okay takers of the steam got it uh but that was the bureaucrats in, in the uh, Victorian era for me for the other play okay whatever it is that's fine but uh show her that uh that we care for steam because then when then we restore the mass principle She'll, uh, well, hopefully we could, like, repair her. Then she'll be even more in our good grace. We'll be in her good graces. We'll have the defense, and we could send her out, uh, to help, uh, keep this area uh, discordia free. Huh. So, so you're saying if we, so we'll restore the mass principle. We'll probably happen to, she'll deactivate. But we'll reactivate her, uh, Well, yeah, you got to connect with what's deepest in the fire, the real fire within her heart, you know, her steam heart, uh, not just the coal, you know what I'm saying? You really have to do a performance that's so legendary uh, that you find the spark within her. Like, oh, the all spark. Well, that's, uh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then then we'll be fine. Then, uh... We'll have the town. We'll be able to leave the town. All right, I'll get to it. You get to it. I'll get to it. Right, okay. Why don't you go get changed? uh, Hey, hey, hey Ada here. So then uh, Isosceles put a kind of a performance, uh, another performance in the round uh, for Steam Gal. And she watched with her childlike uh, incandescent eyes and... Uh, Dr. Triangle helped Isosceles, all the people of the town. They already had a soft spot for her, I guess, because of their connection in their past lives to steam and steam engines. And that she may have truly been the first uh, steam-based being ever to become to sentience on Earth uh, is an exciting thing. But then to know that uh, as quickly as she came, you know, that once she built up her full steam, she would probably mess with the town. And uh, what they didn't quite realize that worked out is that uh, the play was going really well. Uh, steam Gale seemed to be interested in a life of uh, a steam-based community and uh, refurbishment and regular maintenance and all that. Uh, the way it worked though, was that as she built up steam, she still rose up to her full height and started blasting steam, communicated. Luckily I don't have to do any of this, but you know, a lot of it was like, uh, those steam whistle type sounds, which are like, can, can really get on your nerves. And when she did that, uh. They thought at the edge of uh, way out there that the the town had restored the steam. And so uh, the discordians started going out and trying to traverse the the desert without the proper calculations uh, of what they would need to traverse it. And so they kind of got stuck halfway. Then, after they were stuck kind of halfway like they moved too early, uh, Dr. Triangle and Isaselis took their, uh, uh, okay, well, I just, you're right, I could just go to that, because they're about to do it, uh, it's a shot we call on you, uh, you know, I was wrong on the last one, shot but wrong in the right way, and then, uh, I guess we were even wrong again, because, uh, Steam Gale, uh, Still seems to be b- building up a little bit more steam, but she built up enough steam to slow Discordian's forces down uh, significantly. Uh, but we call on you as we hold these charms uh, to restore math to our world one principle at a time. The principle we call upon here, missing from our world, is the ability to uh, deal with quartiles uh you know, minimums, mediums, the first and third quartiles. Uh, so we call on you right now uh, to restore the principle and the usage of whisker plots to our world. So uh, shot in your wisdom, please do so. Okay, there goes Steam Girl. Okay, everybody get to work on Steam Girl. Steam Girl, can you, Steam Gal, I'm sorry. I should just read the side of the name of the train. Steam Gal, if you could hear me. I know I could see something deeper than steam in your incandescent eyes. And you watched that whole play I did. And I'll tell you a story about a a steam heroine uh, who uh, was, oh, wow, her eyes, you you guys are already stoic. Oh, because you're able to read the, uh, oh, I didn't realize you had those guide, paper guides, uh, how much steam. Oh, you just couldn't read those before. Oh, to make sure it's within the variances. Oh, because you can't, you got to make sure you don't add the fuel or this water for, you got to avoid the minimum and the maximum. Oh, so that's what a whisker plot does. Oh, these are gauges which work in a similar way. Interesting. So you're already, hi, steam gal. It's me, Uh, isosceles, isosceles. well, you you went for a little sleepy poop, but it was just a second, and we're getting the steam back uh, to the town. And we are gonna have to once you're at full steam again, Steam Gal. We're gonna have to ask you to go out to the edge of the town because the Discordia, of course, has a backup, uh, you know, backup force waiting to come here and help us uh, rec- take care of your home. That's right, home. You're right. Just uh, this is your home, Steam Gal. Oh, you want to put me on your shoulder and do that? Well, I don't know if I prefer going out to the... Oh, wow, those steam trebuchets really do work. Uh, okay, well, so we'll go out there and... Uh, what are you going to do, like, kick kick around some uh, of the forces of Discordia? Okay, I'll see you later, uh, isosceles. Okay, everybody, let's get everything ready. and We'll, we'll keep this uh, oasis uh, away. Uh, from uh, Discordia. Hey, so it's Ada here. So the you know the action parts aren't as really that important. Uh, what you need to know is uh, Steam Gal, and the people of the Oasis and the power use the power of steam uh, uh, to send Discordia's forces away. Of course, once they saw Steam Girl, almost no one was interested in uh, uh, trying to get across a, a barren desert anyway. And those few people that did saw the trebuchets and the water, you know, high pressure water and all that uh, steam, you know, warm steam's not pleasant either. And they said, "No, thank you, Discordia. Uh, this isn't this isn't winnable." And so uh, the town, being kind of, uh, uh, was safe for a time. Uh, Doctor Triangle and Isosceles uh, worked with the people. Said they would come visit. Had a heartfelt goodbye to Steam Gal. Wished they could take her with them. And uh, then they had a heartfelt goodbye to the town. And they got their own small train. And they headed down a tunnel below the desert. Uh, with me on the back, uh, Ada, your favorite mule and narrator. And the tunnel was so long because we have... Uh, we. Uh, We've uh, we decided to stop because it's uh, you just got to stop when you're tired because we can't tell if it's night or day, but here we are in a cool tunnel. There's steam pipes running down our sides, uh, a cool water pipe, uh, or, or was fresh water pipe, and yeah, we're gonna get some sleep here. And I'll talk to you soon. Good night.